back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Monday, February the 15th, 2021. This is the B Block, and it's the off season, so we're going to turn this into a food show, <clears throat> a food-based podcast, top of the clock. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. Top of the crock to you. I'm coming at you, as usual, from uh, Brooklyn, New York. A hungry Brooklyn, New York. I just just jammed a good handful of Sour Patch Kids into my mouth right as you pressed record, as you started recording, so... I had to, like, swallow those down real quick. Nice. Good job. Good job. Um, Before we get into it, I just want to, you know, plug our pluggables, so to speak. Uh, If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts at Dub on the Ump, give us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button. You can also check us out on SoundCloud.com or on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dub on the Ump. Facebook, Dump on the Ump, and Instagram, Dump on the Ump. We got lots of good pictures of food and cute animals on that Instagram feed, so please check that out. So, uh, Sam, I like I was saying, I have been off schedule with my crock pot. Right. I feel bad about that. For weeks. I know. You get off schedule. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself here. I get off schedule, and it's very difficult to get back on the schedule. Yeah. I'm the same way with the gym. Oh, man. Like I, I, been, I got off schedule on the gym in, like, 2018. I haven't been back. That's what you say. Yeah, but, that, was, that was so, a real Rodney Dangerfield sort of joke. That, yeah. that was a good timing. I appreciate that. <laughs> so tonight uh, in Champaign, we're getting the, so far, the blizzard of the season. We've got seven, at least seven inches of snow. We're at five degrees Fahrenheit outside. And I did that thing where I called Instacart and had them deliver groceries. I felt bad about it. I don't think you need to feel bad about it. Some poor woman was, you know, driving on shitty roads to get me my, you know, canned beans. Right. But I did tip well. Well, yeah, that was going to be my question is how did you tip? I tipped, I I gave a 20% tip. Oh, wow. I felt really guilty, yeah. You must Uh, have. (laughs) And I tried my best to shovel my walk as best as I could so that she wouldn't slip and die. God, that would be the worst if, like, an Instacart driver is delivering you groceries in an ice storm and slips and breaks their neck on your front walk. Right. And then you have to decide what to do as the snow slowly covers up the... (laughs) Actually, you know... It's a snowstorm. Right. Nobody's looking for the body. <laughs> yeah. Well, this got dark fast. Yeah, totally. Uh, 
But thankfully, that did not happen. And so I got my condor chili recipe stuff. So I got that coming up down the chute. Um, and tonight, I threw the pork spare ribs in the crock pot, doing them Asian style. I got the fish sauce. I got the soy sauce. I got the barbecue sauce. I got the garlic and onions, five Chinese spices, brown sugar, black pepper. Oh, and some um, uh, uh, cayenne cayenne powder. I don't know how that's going to turn out. We'll see. <clears throat> it sounds good. I'm hoping it will be good. It right. should be good. It should be rich and a little spicy, and maybe I'll boil some rice. So that's on my to-do list, as well as the condor chili, which I'll report on next week. Again, going to try to spice it up a little bit and add more tomatoes this time. Right. Did you get some dried chili peppers or no? I checked. I No. Short answer, no. I checked the listing. They didn't have dried chili peppers at the grocery store I was buying from. A coworker of mine pointed out where I could get them at, like, our Midwest version of Trader Joe's, essentially. Oh, okay. So I might try to check that out if the snow ever melts. Right. It probably won't. Yeah. Not likely. Not likely. Not likely at all. It's Ragnarok here. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that, and then I'll have, like, full meals to consume for the next week or so, which will be good for me. Because I've been subsisting on takeout for a while now. Which, right. again, I think is part of, like, the, the... I don't have seasonal affective disorder, but just it being dark and cold right. all the time. So not a lot of motivation to do anything. Exactly. I think you should get working on a date night meal. Have we talked about that? No. Because I think, you know, eventually people are going to be vaccinated and you're going to want to start, like, you know, having girls over again. Right. And you should, you know, you don't want to, like, serve them a big bowl of condor chili and then, like, (laughs) try to make out with them. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) <laughs> just, just be farting. Right, exactly. Fart. <laughs> right. So I think that you should have your like bachelor chow recipe and then okay. work on like a, a date night recipe, you know? Right. So you're saying, wait, wait, wait. Let me take a step backwards. You're saying that beef, bean, and hot chili powder chili is not what I should serve a date on the first date? I mean, you know, you got to read... Everyone's different, so surely there are some ladies out there that I would just say that, like, if you're shooting for averages here, that's probably not your best bet. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So what are like high like you know really a guy like I would be like let's go out to a fancy dinner. Right. Right. But yeah. Following that, sure. That's like date one, though. You know. Right. Once you get okay. to like date three and you're like, oh, why don't you just come on over to my place and I'll cook for right. you. You know what I mean? Right. What or like, you know, post-COVID, people are probably going to be moving super fast. So you might even do that date one, you know? 
Well, if we're moving that fast, we're just eating chili then. <laughs> There's chili in the crock pot. You can take it or leave it. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's okay, but but what would your recommendations be? For I don't that? know. You have like, a good roast oh, chicken recipe, right? That'd be a good one, probably. Yeah, you get yeah. some like nice salad or something with it. Mm-hmm. But something in the crock pot, I don't know. Maybe some soup or some. Uh, yeah, crock pot is hard. Which, right. Yeah. Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like. Causes heartache and diarrhea, like two out of five of the Pepto Bismol symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Pot roast? That's kind of heavy, too. Yeah, that is kind of heavy. I like the roast chicken idea. Right. If you had a good, you know, I, I do the green beans, you know, like a vegetable medley, but not boiling. Not right. out of a freezing packet. Yeah. Yeah. Could do that. What else? Like fish, right? Like, like salmon? You could do salmon, maybe. Yeah, no, that's true. Fish is risky, though, because it's easy to fuck up, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. You want something that's not easy to fuck up. Chicken, right. and which, you know, chicken is kind of hard to fuck up. Yeah. And most people like chicken. Yeah, you could do, like, a nice, like, sauce and cook pasta, maybe, in the crock yeah. pot. Right? You know, I think I don't need the crock pot to make pastas. That's true. But if you were doing like a, you know, braised lamb ragu or something, it might be good. You have to get your date's preferences a little bit because if they eat red meat, lamb would be a good call. Right. Maybe a little, I mean, I know pork's not technically a red meat, but pork, like a a pork loin in the uh, in the oven. I forgot. What is romantic food? Asparagus. Okay, I got asparagus. it. Asparagus. Okay, the only romantic it. food is asparagus. Right. <laughs> it's not the only romantic food. It is the most romantic food. It's the most romantic food. It looks like a penis. Yeah. It makes you horny, and it smells when you pee. When you pee, yeah. That's delicious. Fun fact about asparagus, actually, is uh, that smell that it makes you pee. Have you ever met somebody who's like, oh, yeah, asparagus doesn't actually make my pee smell? It's not a conversation I've had that many times. Really? Um, Sometimes you'll come across a person, they'll be, like, really proud that their asparagus doesn't make their pee smell. The interesting fun fact is that smell is like an asparagus specific compound that gets right. uh that like passes through your urinary tract kind of un broken down uh-huh. um and it is some people can't smell it oh so it doesn't not make their pee smell right is that they can't smell they they that don't their have pee the re- actually smell that way they don't have the receptors in their <laughs> nasal whatever for that specific compound and they can't smell it so when somebody says that to you you should just be like well was anybody else in the room at the time yeah or you could just tell them that they're wrong that's my favorite thing to do <laughs> 
I'm like, well, actually. Yeah, you're the best well actually guy. <laughs> Do you know what the compound is? That uh, I'll look it up. I, I don't know yeah, what it do is. That. Because I'm like, I'm going to say something really disgusting and it's being recorded. I like one of my favorite experiences, like, like weird sensory experiences, <laughs> is kissing the next morning and having that sense and being like, oh man, I had asparagus last night. Right. And then you get to remember how good the asparagus was. Roasted, not boiled or steamed. I mean, you can do it boiled or steamed, but it's not as good. You got to roast it with right. like a shit ton of garlic and like vinegar, maybe? Feta, I don't know. feta cheese. Feta cheese, ooh. What's your recipe for that? Can, do you have to do anything with the feta? Or can you just crumble it on and then roast it with yeah. the feta on? You just like toss the asparagus with salt and pepper and olive oil and feta cheese and then roast it in the oven. What? How long at what temperature? Dish? I don't know. Pretty hot for not very long. I thought that I got that from your mom, that recipe, actually. Is that not true? Not the feta. Well, because she, she loved it, but she's lactose intolerant. So mm. she wouldn't put feta on it. Gotcha. But she still could have recommended that to you. Because she, she taught me that, like, what the big problem with American cuisine for, like, 50 years was that we boil and steam over green vegetables when that's, like, the way to suck the flavor out of them. Right. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's kind of been one of the mantras I was raised with. I'm sure she's loving this episode. Though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's called asparagusic acid. No, asparagusic acid. Asparagusic uh -huh. acid. Uh, and your body breaks it down through an enzymatic process, and it is, it's a volatile compound that's released through your urine and, like, uh, vaporizes in the air. Okay. Um, and you can smell it. Every the every it it's produced by everybody. Only some people can smell it. Huh. So like asparagus. Okay, asparagus comes out of the ground. Like what evolutionarily speaking, do you think? It needed to develop that enzyme. I don't know. Huh. Who knows what it does? It's a weird vegetable. So good, though. Yeah. I love this. Fucking delicious. But anyway, oh, so wait, going back to the date night dinner, though, I figured it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Do you know Coco Van? Yeah. I, I've made Coco Van. Yeah. yeah I can, uh, that, that, that's the answer. That's Coco the Van. answer. It's yeah, French. Okay. It's it's like bulletproof. It's, it's, it's not chicken. that hard. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just braised chicken, but it has a it's French like, name. Yeah. With like red wine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. With carrots. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Asparagus. Serve it with asparagus. It'd be delicious. Yeah. Fingering potatoes. That's, I've been jonesing for fingering potatoes for nice. a long time. 
I, I don't know why I want potatoes like richest, butteriest potatoes you ever had. That's what I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cold where you are. It's so cold. It's so cold, Sam. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's the end of The Shining because we've been locked inside. Now it's cold. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's what you need. It's just a, a non-chili recipe that is like your go-to for date night. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Coco Van. Right. You, what is that? It's the Coco Van. It's the Coco Van. Yeah. Yeah. It's braised chicken. And also, though, then you're like, oh, and I got this wine that pairs really well with this yeah, Coco Van. You know? Because then they think you know what you're talking then about. Then you really, you, right. it's the same wine. It's just the same wine. It's the same wine you cooked put, it with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By pears, I mean it's the same wine I put in the chicken. Right. You don't have to say that, though. Right. This is, yeah. this is date night. Like, you were putting your most... You know, you don't lie, obviously, but... You could make yourself seem no seem like you know a little bit more about wine than you do, you know. It's not lies; it's bullshit. <laughs> right, you don't want to lie. That's all. Right, agree, agree. Yeah, it's not lying; it's bullshit. Right, exactly. Anything yeah. up to that line is fine. This is from the Loire Valley in France. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you speak a little French too, so pepper I that in speak there. A little French, yeah. Right? <laughs> All right, so here's my question for you. It okay. is February fifteenth, right? And tomorrow is Mardi Gras, right? That Tuesday, and the day after that is Ash Wednesday, which in you know Catholic communities is the beginning of Lent. Which Wait. is 40 days of fasting. And yesterday was Valentine's Day. And yesterday was Valentine's Day. And today is P Day. Right. Oh, <laughs> as we say around you, P Day. Yeah. I'm trying to get that I'm trying to get that to catch on. It's P. only called P Day because you got your date asparagus on Valentine's Day, <laughs> which was yesterday. So today you pee and you're like, oh yeah, we had asparagus last night. It's a good joke. I'm sorry I had to explain it. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Lent. I want to talk about Lent. So, like, in in Lent, you know, you're not you're supposed to abstain from something, alcohol or meat. Usually, it's meat, right? You only allow fish. Uh, Catholics abstain from red meat. I don't know if they uh, abstain from poultry, also. Um, the way it was taught to me was that this is because in the pagan days, the months of February and March is when your cabinet starts to run dry. Okay. And you've exhausted all of your reserves from December and January. Uh-huh. And now you're kind of literally... Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh huh. So all you got, you're out of wine. You're out of well, you're probably not out of beer. That's probably the one thing that's lasting. You're out of your fresh fruits and vegetables. You're out of your meat. What do you got? You got potatoes. 
and that's about it. And I don't know if you if you can riff on this, but are there any other examples of like, uh, you know, traditional cuisine based on what's left in the cabinet kind of ideas? Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like leftover dishes. I don't, I don't know about just like you're running out of food and you're thinking that you might have to eat the youngest child or whatever. Yeah, or the dog. Um, or the dog. Um, right, that's why they said no red meat during Lent, because then you couldn't just eat the dog. Right. Um, but, you know, dishes like uh, cassoulet. Are you familiar? French dish? No, what's cassoulet? Cassoulet is like a bean stew. Oh my God, it's so good. It's like one of my favorite yes. dishes. It's a, it's a bean stew that's usually made um, in the winter time. Yeah, okay, so this is probably a good Lent dish. But you make it with all of your... So like you have all of your cured meats that you have for the winter, you know? Right. And so you like slice all your salami and you're left with like all these little end bits and like your duck confit and whatever. And so yes. you take all of that and stew it together with like beans and then you cover it in like tomatoes maybe? No, no tomatoes. You could. Beans, yeah. Beans and like onions and garlic and then you cover it with breadcrumbs and like cook yes. it in the oven like a casserole. Ooh. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. That sounds really good. As veg well, I guess it's not vegetarian if you've got like duck fat or something that you're adding to it. Yeah, sounds no, it's like got it's got a ton of meat in it. Okay, it sounds like it could be vegetarian if you wanted it to be though. Right, but it <clears throat> then it would just be bean stew, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like a bean. Bad. It's like a bean casserole with with duck fat. Dude, that sounds really good. Okay. It's, it's super good. French dish. Yeah. Um, um, also, like in Italy, similar dish is the bolognese. And that's usually, that's like a Sunday dish. Mm -hmm. And so you just take basically all of your meat from all of your meals through the week that's left over and chop yeah. it all up real fine and like cook it forever for a really long time in your pot. And then you serve it over pasta or polenta or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's like, I don't know, peasant food, you know? Right. But really fucking delicious peasant food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, all peasant food is delicious. Hearty, I think, is the adjective I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. But cassoulet fits in that bill for sure. Because that's like all of your leftover cured meats. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's like salami <laughs> casserole. Sam's getting really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also not a great date night food, though. Like it is, but you have to be like very comfortable with each other by that point, you know? That's a good point. Well, and that's another thing about. I don't know, the culture of freshness? I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Because really, you should start dating in May or June. 
Right. When you can have like salad. Salad. Yeah. Salad. I just have salad. Uh, what's what's it called with the uh, tomatoes, mozzarella, and basil? What's Caprizi? that called? Yeah, caprese. You know. That's dangerous Maybe. though, because basil can stay on your breath and really um, ruin a good makeout. You know. See, this is why I'm a bad romantic partner because I love that. Come on, baby. Let me smell the basil on you. Oh. Right, exactly. Next time you go on a date and your date orders the pesto, just try and make out with her afterwards. You'll see what I'm talking about. Baby, you spread that pesto on that garlic bread and eat it. I ain't got no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a thing where, like, I don't know. The hearty meals are, like, less romantic in a traditional sense. Right. It's all about the spring salad. Yeah, well, for for early dates, for sure. Sure. And then, well, really, we're, we're glossing over the obvious answer in the winter months, which is motherfucking fondue. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most romantic of all. You could do that in your crock pot. That's what crock pots were invented for, right? Yeah. Fondue. That's a good one. It's a good date night. Yeah. yeah, but that's also, you can also think of it that it's a giant bowl of melted cheese. Right. <laughs> that's going to cause some problems later. This is, this is great. This is a great episode. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a Valentine's Day re- like yeah, retrospective. Yeah, there's no Valentine's Day special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I had another... Uh, I did want to ask you, though, Sam, uh, uh, more about your maple mead and what your plans are for that. Oh, yeah. I drank some today, as you would have heard if you've listened to our A Block from this week. Uh, I feel fine, I'm a little buzzed, uh, and I got a new one. I just pitched the yeast on uh, just now. So if you've been following the mead saga on top of the crock, you'll know that in the first batch, I put a bunch of weird shit in there and tried to get a bunch of like natural yeast fermentation going, uh, and it came out okay. I don't think it's going to poison me. I think it's alcoholic. It doesn't taste great. So we're going to see. And Have you talked to any like folks you know who are home brewers and what their like, uh, recommendations have been? Yes. Um, home brewing is a different... Like, I'm not trying to make beer. Home brewers are all like really obsessed with sterilization, which is why I've never really gotten into it because it just seems like a lot of cleaning of bottles and shit. You know what I mean? Um, and the thing I really liked about this book that I'm reading is the guy was just like, ah, just throw a bunch of shit together, see what happens, you know? So I I like that. Um, and so that's what I did with the first one, but I think I threw a little too much shit together. And I don't know if you remember on one of these episodes, I was telling you that like, you just start with your basic recipe and then kind of extrapolate from there, you know? Um, well, you told me about that generically. I don't know if that applies to, like, making alcohol. 
Well, it applies to just about everything, I think, because you start from a very controllable baseline and then you add in variables and see what happens, you know? Right. <clears throat> so this time I just put a bunch of maple syrup and water in a jug and I bought this, ye this yeast that's specifically for making mead and I just dumped it in there and I put the airlock on it and we're just going to see what happens. So, like, I've talked to friends and family about this in the past because I really like your philosophy of, you know, you create the baseline and then you add variables and you track the variables. Right. That's something I have yet to learn how to do because I'm not a disciplined person. But, you know, you write down all your notes of what, you know, I added a teaspoon of brown sugar. I had five chopped garlic cloves this time instead of four right. chopped garlic cloves, etc. Which to me sounds like an excellent philosophy for cooking. But like if you're baking, that wouldn't fucking work at all because it's about the chemistry, right? No, you do with baking too. How baking... so though without like creating like bread soup accidentally one time? Well, I mean, baking is much more specific for sure but it also generally involves a lot less ingredients if that makes uh -huh. any sense yes it does so you know like I, I at work i make this bread which is focaccia bread and it has three ingredients four ingredients which is flour and yeast and water and maple syrup and oh and salt so five ingredients huh. um and and, you know, it's a sourdough starter, is the yeast. Um, and it's really good bread. And I wouldn't want to kind of, if I was to extrapolate on that recipe, I'd probably just start adding herbs and stuff to the top, which I would right. do if I was just serving it anyway. After, after it was made? I don't know if that's the way we would say it. No, before it goes in the oven. Oh, wow, okay. But that's not going to change the, I guess... It's not going to change the chemistry of the bread to add rosemary and thyme and mozzarella. Right. But if you're making bread, it's kind of all about your ratios. Okay. Uh, I mean, kind of everything is about ratios with cooking, but especially baking bread. Because um, if you're like, it's called the baker's percentage and the amount of, wait, I'm going to get this all fucked up. I think it's. The amount of, yeah, the amount of water is, no, the amount of flour is 100%. And then everything else in the recipe is represented as a percentage of that yeah. number. Right. So, like, this focaccia bread is super wet. Uh, let me see. I'm going to find it. That's really cool. Flour is one. Right, and everything else is represented as a percentage that's of that. That's cool. I had no idea about that. That's awesome. So, hold on. I'm going to do a little math here. So, but if you change, like, your percentage of water in bread a couple percent, it's going to be a very different kind of bread than, uh -huh. um, <clears throat> than, you know, it was. And so that's how you would change it. Then when I was making this focaccia recipe, it took forever. And it was basically, I was just adjusting the baker's percentage by, um, 
like one or two percent at a time. And so the baker's the baker's percentage on this is seventy six percent, which is pretty. It's not super wet. That's but, the ratio of water to flour. Right, so like for every 100 grams of flour, there's 76 grams of water. Yeah. Cool. Oh, my God, I'm going to teach this in my eighth grade math. Right. (laughs) And that's called the baker's percentage. But it's like if your salt is, I can't remember the number of it, but it's like there, there are all these rules in baking, and one of them is like if your salt is higher than like 3% baker's percentage, then your yeast will not be able to grow or something like that. Because salt salt kills your yeast. So there's like a lot of rules, but there's also like a large framework of structure to like operate within there. I made this, we're selling these things at work that are really good that are like uh, these buttermilk flatbread kind of like wrap things um and with that recipe i took a pizza dough recipe that i liked and a pita dough recipe that i liked and i put them together and then i replaced the water with buttermilk and so (laughs) (laughs) and then i just added a ton of fat (laughs) right so it's a really weird recipe. And if I was to like show it to a real baker, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? But it's really good. Uh-huh. Um, and I was able to make it work because of like my understanding of like what it was I was trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? A buttermilk wrap. It's like a buttermilk flatbread uh-huh. that what I cook on the in? griddle. When you served it, what would go, like, on top or inside? Uh, I have one that's, like, so you, like, crust it. They're, like, these little dough balls, and I, like, pop them in. Like, one of them is fried chicken and, uh, like, spicy mayo and, uh, like, sesame scallion coleslaw. Uh Uh, And that one, I take the dough and you, like, put it in a jar of sesame seeds and then stretch it out. And, Do you eat and, it like a taco? Yeah, you eat it like a taco. Okay. And then you What's just... The flavor? That sounds good. That's like Asian crunchy chicken. Right. With a, with a biscuit. With a, with a biscuit. Biscuit taco? No, it's not a biscuit. <laughs> no. It's really chewy and doughy. It's like... Okay. Um, it's kind of like pizza dough, I guess. But it, it's really, it's much lighter. Uh-huh. But it's like really chewy and spongy. It's kind of like naan. Uh-oh. Like, like Ethiopian bread, maybe? No, that's more like a crepe. It's more like naan. Okay. But lighter and thick. Cool. What, what other flavors would you put inside? Uh, we're only doing one other, and that was a uh, grilled marinated steak kebab thing with horseradish sauce and cheddar cheese and pickled onions and that one gets crusted with caraway seeds that sounds really good also yeah they're both they're both really good the chicken one is more popular i like the steak one better the chicken's more popular than you like the steak one people people like the chicken one better but i like the steak one better yeah 
Yep. But that's a weird bread recipe. But that also was something that was like a lot of trial and error and uh, like, you know, you make something, it doesn't turn out the way you want it. And then you're like, well, if I try this, maybe it'll get me closer to where I want to be. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to do with this mead, which I'm just doing maple syrup, a little bit of honey, water, and yeast. And that's it. That's all I got in there. Mm-hmm. You should, is there a way that you can figure out what the actual alcohol content is? Uh, I think that there would be if I had measured it at the beginning, but I didn't. Okay. I don't really care as long as it's kind of alcoholic. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious because uh, you, you're not blind. Right. I, I think, think that's... make you throw up. I think that is like distilled spirits make you blind. Yeah, you've said that. I'm, I get that. I think the, it's a joke. I'm trying yeah. to tell a joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy I don't have like lockjaw right now. <laughs> Oh my god. You get tetanus fucking me. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. <laughs> That'd be bad. That'd be really bad. <laughs> You'd have to get vaccinated again. Right. Mm. Alright, so what's on the uh, horizon? What do we need to be prepping? I'm gonna make my cocova. I'm gonna make my condor chili. It's going to be spicy and more tomatoes. I'm really excited about that. And I think I mentioned this last week. Just, ladies and gentlemen, just stick a bunch of sweet potatoes in the oven. And then you got, like, the healthiest, best snack for so long. Go and I never regret doing that. Right. Um... I don't know what you got. What what what? What's the best? Like, man, I just need something to snack on. That's not, you know, McDonald's French fries right now. I eat a lot of hummus and chips. <clears throat> oh yeah. I eat a lot of chips. I eat like a lot of chips and salsa and chips and hummus and pretzels and hummus and. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of my snacks. Bread, pita bread and hummus. Pita cool. bread and hummus is good. I eat a lot of hummus. I'm actually kind of sick of hummus these days. I'm trying to... <laughs> Sam went from, I really like hummus, to, I'm kind of sick of hummus. No, no, I do. I really I really do like hummus. But I, I like, I, I feel like I've come to rely on it a little bit too much. And I have to, like, shake right. it up, you know? Right. So anyway, I haven't been eating much hummus in the past couple weeks. But, man, do I love it. Do you do homemade salsa? Salsa, I like... Uh, do I make it? Is that what you said? That's what I asked, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. It's like a lot of cutting up stuff, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, some folks on Twitter responded positively to a conversation about uh, chopping up onions. Oh, cool. Did they, yeah, have, did about, they have takes? Um, what? Did they have their own takes? They agreed with other takes. Like, we were talking about Everybody's eyes water when they chop onions. Right. And anybody who says their eyes don't water are fucking liars. Yeah, they're liars. Yeah. 
And then uh, just like people who say that asparagus doesn't make their pee smell. Oh, right. Also liars. They just don't have a sense of smell and they should get that checked out. Um, Oh, contacts. That's what I like. People, it, it sparked a whole conversation that we had on this podcast about how folks who wear contact lenses, uh, their eyes actually will not water in the same way. Uh, interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then I threw out my hot take of whale swim goggles, and people were like, oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. No, it's a good idea. A good idea. You look crazy, but your eyes are protected right. in the kitchen. Um, and then somebody made a funny joke about wearing like an old timey uh, diving helmet, like 1920s style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a like a old timey aviators like helmet. Oh, that would be cool, like an Amelia Earhart style thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool just to get like super dressed up before you go into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> with, your, with your aviator's goggles and like your leather jacket and swim trunks. Yeah, exactly. See, that's how I'm going to greet my date when she comes over. <laughs> You're just going for it. Sorry, baby, I'm chopping. I'm chopping onions in the kitchen. Right. This is my onion chopping outfit. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or you just, you don't, you're not wearing that at the beginning of the date. And then you're like, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to cut some onions up. And then you come back in the full leather <laughs> aviator outfit. Right. With like, with like scuba gog with scuba fins on. Right. <laughs> For some reason. It's my what? It's my onion chopping outfit. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't think that date would go super well. <laughs> what? Even if I made cocoa van? Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you made cocoa van. Oh, all right. <clears throat> we should wrap this up. Um, I don't know. Good stuff coming on the horizon. Yeah. Pictures and catchers reporting. Pictures and catchers reporting. The days are getting longer, Joel. I'm, they're, they're like I noticeably no much longer. So You have been telling me that for a very long time, and I have only just recently been noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. I'm starting to smell my ribs right now. Sweet. Yeah. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Top O the Clock brought to you by Dump on the Ump. This is our cooking podcast, food and cooking cuisine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, on Facebook at Dump on the Ump, and on Instagram. We post good food pics and cute uh, pet pictures on our Instagram account. So follow us there on Dump on the Ump. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. 
Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.